1: Isaiah 62, 11, Behold, the Lord is proclaimed to the end of the earth, say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. Behold, His reward is with Him, and His recompense before Him. And they shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you shall be called sought out. Welcome to this Tuesday
0: visit with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. He's continuing with his Easter week series, drawing from a message he shared back in 2017. And you can easily hear or download the entire sermon when you go to the website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. This is a listener-supported ministry of the church, Church of the Highlands, and we'd appreciate knowing that you listen. You can share that information with us when you go to the website. Just click on the contact link they're on the home page. Pastor Layton starts us off today in the Old Testament book of Psalms, the 22nd
1: chapter. Verse 1 says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Does that sound familiar? The words of Jesus on the cross, yes? Jesus was quoting from the Old Testament when he said that. So if he's quoting from this psalm, let's look at what the psalm has to say about that day. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you, our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued, and you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man. What's he saying? I was, I'm not even treated with human dignity, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Does that sound familiar? Isn't that exactly what the crowds and the religious leaders were saying at the cross of Jesus? Verse 11. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I'm poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. The scholar tells us that when a crucifixion took place, a man was hung on a cross, his arms outstretched, and he would use what strength he had in his legs to hold himself up, but eventually the legs would tire and his body would sag, and as it did so, it would literally pull the arms out of the sockets. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. According to the scholars, the final phase of dying in crucifixion was heart failure. The heart just could not take the pressure. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a pot shirt. My tongue sticks to my jaws. For you lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. When Jesus was hung on the cross, he was nailed to the cross through his hands. And through his feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. Does that sound familiar? The Roman guards at the foot of Jesus' cross cast lots for his clothing. Now, one might say, well, Jesus knew this passage, so... He quoted from it, and maybe the religious leaders remembered it as they were quoting from it. But how would the Romans, who knew nothing about the Old Testament, follow this script that they knew nothing about? This passage describes Jesus' crucifixion in vivid detail. It was written a thousand years before Christ. In fact, it was written many centuries before crucifixion even existed. The earliest records we have of crucifixion is during the medo Persian Empire around 600 B.C. or so. Centuries after David wrote Psalm 22. How could anybody know these events and describe them with such vivid detail? Anyone except God. And why would God give us this description? To give us a sign. To point us to Jesus. To say, this is God's Savior. Jesus said, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets? I've not come to abolish them. to fulfill them. I tell you the truth until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. If God said it, it's going to happen. Everything will be accomplished. Don't believe it when people tell you that the Bible is nothing more than a history book. A history book is someone in, the, in a future talking about or writing about something in the past. The Bible is much more than a history book. Amen. It is the word of God. Yes, it is the word of God. Verse 21 from Matthew 1 says, You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. You know, salvation is a popular theme. It's, it's popular in our society today. I was thinking about some of the movies that have been through the theaters recently. And think about it for a moment. Uh, Superman, Batman, Iron Man. Do they have a certain theme? A savior, yes? Salvation. And, and, you know, it's not just our American Western civilization that has this as a theme. It, it actually spans all of the... Uh, civilizations from all of history. The ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans thought that their gods were their saviors. And every empire had its gods, and they looked to their gods for salvation. Every religion, every major religion, has as its theme salvation. Buddhism teaches that you can save yourself by ceasing your desires, Confucianism says you can save yourself through education, reflection, self-cultivation, and moral living. Hinduism teaches you can save yourself by detaching from your ego and living a life that is unified with the divine. Islam teaches you can save yourself by doing good deeds. Orthodox Judaism teaches you can save yourself by repentance, prayer, and a strict obedience to the laws. New Age religions teach that you can save yourself by realizing that all is God, all is sacred, all is one, and that if you live in harmony with all that is divine, it will result in you becoming divine and therefore saved. These religions have their path of essentially do's and don'ts behavior that if you follow the path, they claim will allow you to save yourself. Some people have said all the religions in the world are the same. That's not true. Because in Christianity, we are taught that we cannot save ourselves. We cannot save ourselves. We can only be saved by God through Christ. In Christianity, our Savior is God. And that's what the Bible teaches from Genesis to Revelation. Let's look at just a brief... Number of passages, Isaiah 43, 11, I, I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. If you're thinking of looking for a Savior, there's no other Savior except God. Isaiah 45, 21, and there's no other God besides me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is none besides me. So he declares there's no other gods. He's the only one. He is righteous, and he is Savior, and there is no one else. Isaiah 62, 11, Behold, the Lord is proclaimed to the end of the earth. Say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. And they shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you shall be called sought out. God promises that your salvation comes and his reward, his reward is with him. Who is he coming for? The holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. Pastor Hooper was talking about there. You know, in California, we are familiar with the concept of redemption, are we not? (laughs) Uh, You go to the grocery store and you buy a bottle of soda pop and on it, it says California redemption value. (laughs) And if there wasn't that, then what would you do with it? You would discard it for destruction. It'd be all done. There'd be no value It'd be destined for destruction. But someone has chosen to take that which was destined for destruction and give it a value. And buy it. And give it a new purpose. And that's what God in Christ has done for us. We were destined for destruction because of our sin. We were valueless. And he has placed a value on us. And we're not talking about five cents. We're talking about the precious blood of the Lamb of God. And he's given us a new purpose. I really hesitate using the word recycled. (laughs) But he's given us a new purpose. He's going to make all things new again. And he said that we are going to be called sought out. Sought out. Jesus said, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. We have been sought out. Well, we've run
0: out of time on today's broadcast, but we will come back with more tomorrow at this same time. As you shelter in place, like the rest of us, (laughs) during this unprecedented Easter season, I pray that you are healthy and that you'll pray for us. This is a ministry called Verse by Verse, and we are listener-supported. That means both financially and prayerfully. You can give safely on the website highlands.us. You can also reach us by phone, if you prefer, at 650-873-4095. That's 650-873-4095. If you have something you'd like us to pray specifically about for you, please let us know. We are ministering live each weekend on our website, and the specifics are at highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout, inviting you back tomorrow when we'll continue our Easter week series and study verse by verse.